Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I'm talking about the anxiety that we experience that goes along with the blame game. So I don't know if any of you have experienced this yourself, but it happens often that when we are anxious, we tend to want to blame something or someone about our anxiety, for our anxiety, around our anxiety. We maybe don't even do it directly, but it may be coming out in an indirect manner, which is just as troublesome. And so I again, wanted to start today's episode with the quote. And this is from Patrick Ness. He says, feelings don't try to kill you, even the painful ones. Anxiety is a feeling grown too large, a feeling grown aggressive and dangerous. You're responsible for its consequences. You're responsible for treating it but you're not responsible for causing it. You're not morally at fault for it, no more than you would be for a tumor. And so let's talk about that. Uh, Thank you, Patrick, for that quote. I want to say that the blame game can also come onto ourselves. We blame ourselves. Again, being hard on ourselves, blaming ourselves for everything that is happening, including our being anxious. So we're anxious or depressed or low mood or something, and then we turn it again on ourselves, which is, again, what I call the second arrow from Buddhism. Life throws us the difficulty. Life throws us the anxiety, as he is saying here, and it has grown too large and aggressive and dangerous. And we are responsible, as Patrick Ness points out here, for its consequences. And we're responsible for treating it, but we're not responsible for the fact that it came, that life threw us a challenging situation, that we find ourselves in a difficult moment. And maybe even we did do things that led up to that, But I truly believe that as we know better, we do better. Not the more we hit ourselves with a stick of blame that we do better, but as we know better, we do better. So we want to be on a path of learning, of understanding, of compassion for not only everyone around us, but for ourselves too, so that you are not blaming yourself or things around you. Let's let 
go of the blame. What happens is often a lot of times with anxiety, some of the things we do, we think we're doing good because we're doing something. We're blaming or we're fixing or we're controlling. All of these things that we can quote, I got some air quotes going here, that we can do. And we feel like because we are doing something that we're going in the right direction. But that isn't always true. We want to pay attention to actually what needs to change, what needs to be taken care of, not to just be blaming. And blaming falls into that doing. If we blame something, we think, okay, well, that's happening because of her or because of the weather or the train schedule, bus schedule, whatever. No, let's look at it differently and see if we can't ease some of this anxiety. You know, we have all blamed others for something in our lives. And especially we've blamed other people and things for our anxiety. We have all said it. He stresses me out. That stresses me out. That gives me anxiety. I I would love for you to be able to jot those down on a sticky note or on your phone or somewhere when they come up for you, when you find yourself saying those words. I think you might be surprised how often you might do it. I know I am. When we're stressed and anxious, we're much more likely to blame other people, places, and things for our problems. When we are at our edge, of course, it's going to be the time that we're going to put out that blame. It's just easy. It's easy. And again, like I said earlier, we feel then like we're doing something, like we're fixing it or changing it. We're pinpointing it somehow if we blame people, places, and things for our problems. Blame is an outlet for uncomfortable emotions, and it's an easy, quick thing. It's almost like anger, right? It just comes up. It just comes up. But the more aware we can be, the less we can shoot out that blame. Because when we blame others, it obscures our own role in the situation, and it reduces our ability to integrate and grow from the experience. This is something that often gets overlooked, is the fact that we need to integrate our experiences in order for us to change them, in order for us to grow from them, we need to integrate them. Otherwise, if we cannot be sticking our head in the sand and pretending things don't happen, we need to accept the experiences so that we can grow and change from them. And blaming others, and I want to go beyond others, people, places, things, the weather, all of it is not productive. It doesn't help us, but it does give us instant gratification. So there's a reason why we do it over and over again is because we get a good hit inside us from doing it. We feel like we have, again, done something. We get probably, I haven't read this, but this is my guess that we get a dopamine hit from doing it because it's a feeling of having done something, having accomplished, and that would be a dopamine kind of hit. So Blaming others does give us instant gratification, and that's why it can be something we get stuck in as a habit. But we don't need to. When we are aware of what we're doing, we can make changes. Blaming others also perpetuates the habit, and it does not lead to solving the problem. There again, we are doing something, 
And so we think we're solving the problem, but it doesn't. It actually keeps us in the loop of blame and we don't do anything really productive. We only think we are. So take a good look, like I said, grab a place that you can jot it down how many times a day you blame other people, places, or things for your own feelings. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. So back to the blame game and anxiety. Let's get out of this habit, huh? I mean, so many things we can't change in life. Maybe we can change our blame game and give ourselves a little bit more peace and calm. Like I said earlier, the, the release that we get during the blame game and the, is a quick fix. It feels good and it feels like we made a difference. It actually feels like an instant cure. Anxiety can make it hard to feel good all day, right? We all have our times. Some people are struggling in the morning. Other people struggle in different situations. So we all value small moments of feeling good. And you know what? Blaming can do that for us. It makes us feel good for a second, for those moments. And blaming is easy. So it feels good. It's really easy. So can you see why we could fall into this habit? Of course, it relieves us. We get like a stress relief when we blame because we feel like we've done something. But we haven't and we haven't grown and we haven't solved a darn thing. So it's easy, but it takes us away from our growth and solving the problem at hand. Your body doesn't need a specific person, place, or thing to be available for it to feel good. Really, I want to say it again because it's so important. Your body doesn't need a specific person or place or thing to feel good. And if you don't need it, you are just blaming. So you don't have to put it out on anybody else. You 
are responsible for your own well-being of feeling good. So you want to, first off, have patience with yourself. Because I know most people who are anxious do not have any patience. Our patience has worn thin a long time ago. And this is part of the cycle. This is part of the reason that we just start to see the light of day and we zip back down the wormhole because we get impatient with ourselves. We're not done yet. I thought I would be done. Why did this happen? I was on my way to feeling better. You must have patience. The anxiety clearing journey is a few steps forward and maybe a step back, a few more steps forward, another step back. Have patience. This is all part of the healing. Don't be hard on yourself. Don't blame somebody else. Don't blame yourself. Just acknowledge what is happening, be aware of it, and continue going forward. So when we don't have a lot of patience, we get ourselves into a struggle with anxiety and get into the loop, right? Because impatience feeds anxiety. And impatience taken to a high degree can develop into agoraphobia. It's often related to severe impatience, the impatience of being where you are. You want to get home or to your safe place or to your safe person, your safe car, but that feeling of you can't be where you are. You have to leave and you have no patience with where you are or what you are doing. This is very common. And again, you can see how that loop can perpetuate. You don't have patience and you get the hit of safety when you get back to your safe person or your home. And then that feels so good. You just want that again. So then you stop stretching because all you want to do is feel good. I want to just say it again. You've heard me say it so many times, but discomfort is not dangerous. It's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay to have feelings. It's okay to be disappointed. It really is to have sorrow, to have pain. It's okay. We're still here. We're still working on it and we can go forward. We don't want to plunge ourselves into bad habits just because we are so uncomfortable, so determined to not feel uncomfortable, that we are always seeking safety. Impatience perpetuates anxiety. Life is a constant emergency and stress hormones are released continuously. I know some of you out there can relate to that. Life being a constant emergency and the stress hormones released continuously. Let things happen. Yes, sometimes things are crappy, and we don't like them, and they're hard to take, but we don't have to live in that constant state of the stress hormone releasing as if we are in an emergency. That will wear us out quite quickly. Work on developing more patience to improve your anxiety. And we can do this physically. You know how I'm always talking about using our body to change up our anxiety. So try to do everything slower. Try to move through your day a little bit more slowly. Maybe you can even drive a little bit more slowly. Cook more aware and slowly. Eat slowly and mindfully. 
Try to do everything for a day more slowly and see if that doesn't calm you down a little bit more. You know, rushing around and going fast can actually bring up some stress, some stress hormones. And for most people, that probably doesn't bother them at all. It keeps them going. It gets them go faster. But if you tend toward anxiety, it can make you feel like there's something wrong, that there's a problem. So try to go more slowly as you're healing, as you're on this journey out of anxiety and panic. Put away your smartphones. Don't be looking at something more. What's going on? I have to know exactly what's happening in the world. No, you don't. The world will go on without you, and you can put your phone away, put your tablet away, and just practice being. See if you can't enjoy some of that sacred time of just being. It really will help you and that you don't have to keep running back to the blame game to have an instant hit of gratification. We can do this in other ways. I hope this show has been helpful for you, and I hope that if you have questions that you would like to have answered on the show, that you could send them to anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com. And now for today's quote. Feelings don't try to kill you, even the painful ones. Anxiety is a feeling grown too large, a feeling grown aggressive and dangerous. You're responsible for its consequences. You're responsible for treating it, but you're not responsible for causing it. You're not morally at fault for it, no more than you would be for a tumor. And that's from Patrick Ness. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com. 